everybody, welcome back. Now, everyone has an opinion, and while they might be interesting, decisions should be made from data. Today, we have the data on podcast guesting. Tom Schwab is my guest. He's here to share the 2023 State of Podcast Guesting Report that was just released today. Tom is actually the founder of Interview Valet that you've heard me mention before on this show. Um, Interview Valet is the leader in podcast interview marketing. His firm works with leading brands, consultants, and authors to get them in front of their ideal audience, okay? Then they drive results, turning listeners into customers. Tom is an engineer by degree. His team keeps data on every interview, and this is what's fascinating. Every year they release the industry report, their industry report, based on over nine years and 50,000 interviews. So if you want to leverage podcast guesting in 2023, this is the interview you need to pay attention to today. So without further ado, here is Tom. Hey, Tom, welcome to the show. How are you? Danny, I am thrilled to be here. Oh, awesome. So some of my listeners may have already heard of you. They probably heard me mention Interview Valet before. Um, they may have run into you at a podcasting conference. But if you could, I, I know you have an interesting backstory. Could you tell us how you got from being a, a nuclear engineer, was it, all the way to being the CEO, the founder of a huge podcasting interview company? Well, it only makes sense in the rearview mirror. So mm -hmm. I graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy. So if you're a taxpayer, thanks for paying for my education um, and ran nuclear power plants in the Navy. And that taught me systems, processes. You know, when people say, well, it's my business is too complicated. Um, you know, you don't understand. I'm like, hey, right now there are 20 somethings running nuclear power plants. We can systematize it to get good results. So I left the Navy, worked in corporate America, worked in uh, in sales, and then had a job, uh, a, a business that was direct-to-consumer, durable medical equipment rental. Okay. It was voted the second unsexiest thing to sell online. And we were actually HubSpot's first e-commerce case study. And that's where I learned really digital marketing and and how how the world was was changing and one of the things that we saw was the best way to build up that business from a regional player to a national leader was using other people's platforms mm -hmm. and, and that was guest blogging back then right instead yeah. of me writing a blog and having three people see it i put it where my customers were so we built that business up sold it off and then when i was in my sabbatical uh period i was in a mastermind and some guys were saying how do you do this and well honestly by 2013 2014 blogs weren't working nearly as mm -hmm. well mm -hmm. but i hypothesized i bet you could guest blog on podcasts, right? Get on podcasts people are listening to. Mm -hmm. So I did it. I tested it. It worked amazing, right? The conversion rates we saw were 25 times better than the blogs. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I started to, I started to teach it. I started to help people. Uh, and about 2015, um, one of our uh, a friend of mine says, you know, I don't want to learn how to do all this. Yeah. I want to be the guest you take care of all the rest. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to start another business. And uh, they're urging, we beta tested it. It worked so well that we took it out of beta in early 2016. Uh, Interview Valet was born. 
We now have 30 team members in Europe and North America. Not everyone wants to listen to me and or live with me in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And we serve nonfiction authors, high-level coaches, high-level consultants, emerging brands, really people that need to get out there and talk to their customers. It's a relationship sale. Uh, and they, you know, they realize that their biggest problem is obscurity yeah. and that yeah. they need to tap in. They need to get that no like, and trust. Um, because as one of our clients said, big fish don't swim through funnels, whales don't click. It's mm-hmm. going to take a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm glad you brought up some of those examples because I, I think that's what we all love about podcasting is that anyone can do it. I mean, we like in the last few months, we've had new clients come on. One is a, um, a grape growing expert for vineyards. He's a vineyard consultant and started a podcast. And we have another client who, um, builds cell phone towers. His company builds cell phone towers and he's trying to reach out to the industry to advocate for the workers and, um, things like that. And, and one of the comments you made about blogging, um, made me think of one of our other clients, Ernie, the attorney, Ernie was, um, I've brought him up as an example before on the show. And so the listeners right now are, are probably saying, Oh yeah, we remember this story, but Ernie was one of the original law bloggers. He was one of the lawyers, like the, he was number four, I think. And he didn't start podcasting until about five or six years ago with us. And he's told me many times now, he's like, man, I wish I'd started a podcast in 2004 instead of a blog because I've had more conversions, more people connect with me through this podcast than I ever did with my blog. And it just has has converted well. Um, So I want to get into that and I want to get back to some of the things you said about digital marketing and and using other people's platforms because that's something that my listeners um, we'll, we'll recognize, but I want to learn, you've been, like you said, 2015, you've been doing this longer, even as a guest going on podcasts. What have you learned over that period of almost a decade now? Uh, what, what is, what is amazing about being a guest on podcasts? I think I saw in your bio, something like 50,000 podcast interviews, either you've done or have been a part of. Um, well, we, what have you learned? Yeah, Interview Valet has has helped over fifty thousand interviews placed. Mm-hmm. Now, all those all those weren't mine. I'm at about a thousand yeah. uh, o- over the years. But one of the things that I've really seen is podcasting emerge. So if Ernie said mm-hmm. I should have started in 2004, I'm like, no, that's going to a party before the party even yeah. starts. He would right? have been coding the RSS feed himself. <laughs> 2004. And, 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 and he would have had one listener when uh, yeah. he he listened to it himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, early on when we brought it up, people would say, "Well, what's a podcast?" And then right around 2019, it had exploded, right? Yeah. And everybody knew what a podcast was. And even now, some people will say, "Well, everyone should have a podcast." Now, everybody can do a podcast. Everybody can be a podcast guest. But I think one of the things we've learned is. You have to start out with why. Why yeah. are you doing it? Is there a business reason behind it? Is there something you're bringing to the audience? And one of the things that we've seen both from the guest side and the host side is that it's really easy to start, right? It's fun, but mm-hmm. most guests and hosts without a system, without the help, without a strategy, they're they're not 
they're all they're seeing is work. They're not seeing the results with it. And they they burn out really quickly with that. And yeah. even sometimes we'll we'll have people say, well, should I be a, a host or a guest? I'm like, well, it's not an either or. Right. It's like Uber. Should I be right. a guest or should I be a driver or a passenger? Well, it depends mm-hmm. what your goals are. Right. right. So if your goal is to nurture your current leads, nurture your current customers, have a podcast, have your own podcast, right? If you're out there looking to get new backlinks, new exposure, uh, new leads, well, then you got to go on somebody else's stage for that. And yeah. uh, really over the last nine years, we've learned how to take it from podcast guesting, which is just appearing to podcast interview marketing, which is really a marketing channel. I'm glad you shared that because that that's a question that I get a lot. Um, yeah, we, before we started recording, I was talking to you about how we do have a lot of clients that are service professionals. They have maybe their lawyers, their doctors, they have brick and mortar businesses that they're trying to grow. They have to build trust ahead of time. So this is a great way for them to put out some information about who they are, let people get to know them. But I get that question a lot of, well, why do I need to start a podcast? Couldn't I just go on other podcasts? And, and I, I'm glad you put it that way in those terms of, one is for nurturing an audience and and building up people that building an audience to trust you. And the other is really for generating, um, like you said, backlinks, generating clicks, generating eyeballs on things you may be doing or books you may have released. Um, I, I would like your take, though, on if you are someone who wants to nurture an audience and wants to build a community and so you need to start a podcast, what benefit have you seen from podcast hosts also participating in this in this world as a guest and and going on other podcasts well if you think about it what's the best place to find a podcast listener it's not on facebook it's not on twitter all, all the rest of those there a percentage of those people will listen to podcasts if you go on to other podcasts i can guarantee you 100% of the people you talk to are podcast listeners and it's not a zero-sum game, right? Discoverability is still the biggest problem in podcasting. Most podcasts are found either by personal referrals or hearing about them on the podcast. So if you go out and guest on other people's podcasts, especially if they're a similar audience, right? Similar demographics that you want to go after. Mm-hmm. They like you, right? They yeah. they find Tom's a little bit quirky, but hey, you know, um, he had good information. Well, it's just a normal thing mm-hmm. to then go over to their podcast and yeah. start consuming there. And so it's a, it's a frictionless path for them to get to know more about you and your business. Yeah. Uh, we've worked with some very big podcasters and podcasters just starting out. And guesting is a great strategy either to launch a podcast or to take it to the next level. Some mm. people even use it um, almost like a test run. Yeah. Right. They'll they'll be on a dozen podcasts, so they get comfortable with it. They they learn from other people what they like, um, and they get to do sort of that that um, that guest storm out there yeah. to gain the confidence and the experience before before they hit record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually coach our hosts that when they go on other podcasts. You know, a lot of people are, oh, I'm going to have this lead magnet available and I'm going to have this opt-in URL ready to share. Um, But I coach them, hey, have a good idea of what episodes you put out there and have a list. Like, I know you like data and we're going to talk about some data, 
but have a spreadsheet where you know this topic I talked about on these episodes of mine so that when you get asked about, and I tell them even on their one sheets, have a question that is going to answer a topic that you've done episodes on so that you can then drop in there, hey, go listen to episode 35 of my podcast so that you can get people automatically to just make that transition from, oh, I'm listening to this podcast, this host that I love and trust. But this guest just mentioned another podcast that answered a question that I really want to answer. And there's more there's more information in this episode. Um, but I brought you on today because Interview Valet um, has just released a, a, a their latest report, your latest report on the state of podcasts, state of podcast guesting. Um, and you guys, I know data has been really important to you. You've you've released other reports like this in the past. And so I want to hear from you a little bit about what you've learned um, from this most recent data. Um, what is it like for guests? What is their experience like? What do people need to be prepared for if they're going to be a podcast guest? Yeah. And you're so right, because if you don't have data, mm -hmm. you know, in God, we trust everyone else bring uh, bring data. You're not podcast guesting. You're just podcast guessing. So over the last, you know, eight years, we've been having this database and once or twice a year, we open it up and say, this is what our data is showing. We're asking mm -hmm. people, you know, what's your data showing? And, and I haven't seen other data. So this is sort of the definitive one. Like one of the common questions is, well, what's the what's the best platform to use for recording a podcast? Mm -hmm. I don't know what best is, right? Yeah. I can't tell you what best is, but I can tell you what is most common, right? Right now, 70% of podcasts are done over Zoom. Mm -hmm. Zoom, it, it, a couple of years ago before the pandemic, it was Skype. Skype isn't even in the top 10 anymore. Phone mm -hmm. used to be one, right? So right now it's basically <laughs> Zoom and then platforms that do local recording. So yeah. River Riverside, uh, Squadcast, Zencaster, all great mm -hmm. platforms. But, you know, basically a podcast is Zoom. The other thing, too, is that, you know, people say, well, a podcast is audio only. Pre-COVID, I would have agreed with you on there. Less than 10% of pre-COVID would they grab the video. Now it's over three quarters okay. grab the video because people are getting more comfortable with that, right? Yeah. Um, now, if it's on if it's on Facebook, if it's on YouTube, is that still a podcast? I, I don't know. Um, I just care that people hear, hear us, right? Yeah. Um, so that's been another one that's been really interesting. Another piece of data is how long it takes, right? And mm -hmm. often people, especially if they come from the radio industry, they're like, podcasting is like radio. And they set their expectations and their time like that. And I'm like, no, podcasting is more like print media, right? Um, we were talking about this before. You've got an editorial calendar. What you released, um, you know, previous to this, this leads into that, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. think of podcasts more like print media and plan accordingly. So if you've got a book launch, don't show up the month before the book launches, right? We're telling people start three or four months before the book launches. Mm -hmm. um, and or if you've got an event, because the best podcasts are like doctor's offices or restaurants, right? If there's not a waiting list, there's a reason and a reason mm -hmm. you don't want to be there. So right. 
here's a great example. I mean, data. The mean time between when you reach out to a podcaster and when you actually get the invitation, in our experience, is four days, right? So it drops off drastically after two weeks. So I know people say you should follow up, you should follow mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. Uh, people pitch me to be on my podcast and I don't even have a podcast. Yeah, And they'll follow up for months and months. A non-answer <laughs> is an answer, right? So figure there's about a week between, uh, you know, doing the introduction, the pitch, and when you get invited. Okay. Well, don't think that you're going to record the next day, right? Yeah, a, a small portion of them will record that first day, that first week. Mm-hmm. But the meantime, to actually go between when you're invited and when you're actually recording, it actually went up by 12 days last year, okay. went up to 44 days. So if somebody says, I would love to have you on the podcast. Well, they're it busy, you're busy. Yeah. You're looking at a month and a half okay. before it's actually recorded. <clears throat> That's, right? good to, That's good to know. And over COVID, over COVID, it dropped down to like 20 days, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, hey, you're not going any place. I'm not right. going any place. Let's, let's, yeah. let's just record that. But then the question is, is how long between recording and going live, mm-hmm. right? Right now, the mean is 35 days. Okay. So about another month, right? The, during COVID, hey, we can record next week, but I've got, you know, I've got two months of backlog in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of those things that we we tell our clients that, you know, on average, you know, uh, figure about a month between record or between the invitation and the recording mm-hmm. and the recording and going live. So and that's one of those things where um, I think we have to be honest when you're going to see results, right? People come yeah. to us and say, um, you know, can I try it for a month? No, you will not no. see any results right, in a month. Yeah. You're, you're going to do a lot of work that first couple months, and then you'll start to see the mm-hmm. results there. But if people tell you, oh, you've got to, you know, sign up for a year to see results. No, uh, you mm-hmm. should be seeing, you should be seeing tangible, real business results from podcast guesting in month three. Mm-hmm. That, that Now that's a lot. There's a lot that you shared there and I want to hit all of it. I'm glad that you brought up some of those, those mean or uh, average mean time periods between what happens because I like I'm going to adjust my follow-up for when I pitch somebody hey I think you should have me as a guest on your podcast and I do all my pitches myself uh like I've been doing two and three week follow-ups and I'm like well maybe I need to get back to them a couple days after if I don't hear from them um because it's I I get it 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 moves quickly and um what was the other thing Uh, I want to get back to that information about video. I'm I'm glad you talked about Zoom uh, and share that because that's still one of those things where when we launch a podcast, I say to our clients, hey, you know, like here's here's how to use Riverside. Here's how to use Squadcast. It's going to get you better quality. It's and I want to talk about quality. Um, but everybody is still using Zoom. Podcast listeners are used to it. You know, everybody knows how to use it now. And most people during the pandemic got away from 
just using their earbuds, they they may have actually gotten a microphone. They may have actually gotten some headphones that that prevent some bleed. So you can trust that if you send somebody a Zoom link now, they're going to know how to do it. Like it's it's it just makes your life easier. And if that's more important, um, so I'm glad you shared that. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about video because I think. I want to get your take on where this is going. What do you think this predicts about the future of podcasts? Because we hear about video a lot. Um, I tend to be one of those people that thinks like, you know, podcasts, people love podcasts because they're convenient. They can listen anywhere. They don't have to look at a screen. Um, and yes, all of our clients, we're asking them to record video because we're using them for reels and TikToks and and YouTube highlight videos and things like that. But what what do you think about the future of podcasting in terms of how how video is going to be evolved involved and and whether you think it's going to become uh, a more a, a crucial part of it? You make great points there. Mm -hmm. I think the economics of video editing are so much more expensive mm -hmm. than audio editing. And if you look at the people that are putting up their their shows on on YouTube, mm -hmm. I mean YouTube, you can see every view they've gotten. They're, the 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 juice for the squeeze just doesn't seem like it's there yet. Um, and so I would have a hard time saying, "Oh yes, it's got to be video." And now the other thing too, it could be my age, right? Um, the older you get, the less likely you are to to watch the videos, right? Mm -hmm. The more, the older it is, it's like the more audio and there's all kinds of reasons that could be. But I think if you're having a conversation, it doesn't cost anything more to grab mm -hmm. the, the video mm -hmm. too. So yeah. why wouldn't you get that for the social media, um, for clips? Who knows? If you ever want to launch Video, if video takes off and, you know, uh, uh, next year see self-driving cars and, and yeah. we all would rather watch video, well, at least you have that there. Right. Um, and I think that's important. I think the when you talk about the future, one of the things that scares me about the future, and I, I don't have any data about this other mm -hmm. than uh, my feeling, um, and uh, so we'll play this back in a year, but I think audio and video is going to be more powerful content in the future, right? Now yeah. that we've got chat GPT and mm -hmm. um, I can I can write a blog in, um, in two seconds, well, mm -hmm. so can everybody else. So all of that content with blogs, uh, with articles, will that just get saturated? Yeah. Well, I wonder, hey, is this really Danny that wrote this blog mm -hmm. or is it, mm -hmm. you know, is it AI? Whereas if I'm watching a video, I know it's you. If I'm if I'm listening to an audio, I know it's you. Right. And so I think there's that that perception. I don't know yeah. how long that'll last before <laughs> um, uh, we'll have our, uh, our our avatars here talking for oh, us. I know. But in I, the meantime, I'll, I'll keep saying, ah, um, you know, yeah. and uh, it'll prove that it's it's a human. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much you've played with tools like Descript. And and some of the the voice print overdub stuff that you can do there, like it it it'll get to the point where I could actually type out my podcast episode and have it sort of sound like me. But I think that's a little further off. Um, I'm I'm glad to hear you talk about that element of it, about the human element, because I I think the human element, the connection, um, the reason that podcasting works has been that sort of primal instinct that we have to communicate by talking to each other. Um, that that it will get harder. And I'll give people a, a, just a look behind the curtain a little bit. 
Um, my operations manager and I were actually talking about this this morning. Uh, we, one of the services that we provide for clients is, uh, you know, and I encourage them to even live stream their recordings of their episodes, live stream their interviews, live stream if, if the guest agrees mm-hmm. and, and live stream their solo recordings simply because, well, then you're recording video you have the element of a live audience there potentially maybe you have a few comments come in you can answer some questions you can make that connection you can feed the algorithms on those platforms but then you've got the video and you can cut it up and you can repurpose things in all sorts of different ways so i like to see people do the live streaming but the 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 point you made about the ai and the chat we my operations manager and i were having a discussion about a service that we provide for our clients which is repurposing their episodes, we write a blog. So not just show notes, we write a blog. Um, and then once a quarter for some types of the, the the packages we offer, we pull those blogs together and and create 3,000 to 5,000 word SEO rich pillar pages on people's sites to mm-hmm. use their podcast content as real SEO boosts on their site. And we use tools already Quillbot, things like that, where we can just throw a paragraph in and it rephrases, paraphrases the paragraph into different words. So it's unique content now in Google's eyes. And we're already doing that. Like my Emerald City Productions website, half of the frequently asked questions that are at the bottom of each page are paraphrased or rephrased versions of things from other pages on the site that we've just brought there, but we've now made it new. It's absolutely brand spanking new in terms of how Google treats it, but you can't do that on a podcast episode. So I like, I'm really glad that you pointed that out to people is that a podcast, a video are still going to be um, the way that people can connect with you. Um, There was a lot of data that you shared there. Was there maybe besides the, the video, was there any data that is really surprising to you? Um, and, 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 and something that you didn't expect to happen. One of the things that continues to amaze me and, um, you know, the data, there's an old, I remember a uh, professor told me one time that, uh, figures never lie, but liars often figure, right? Mm -hmm. How many, how many podcasts are there? Right. I guess it it depends who's selling it and what the data is supposed to be. I've seen numbers anywhere from, 2.9 2.9 million up to 5 million, right? Mm-hmm. And it depends where you go there. Uh, the database that we we have used year after year, because I, I've found the data to be the best, Raphonic is telling us that right now there's 2.7 million podcasts, mm-hmm. right? All right. Still not nearly as many blogs as out there. Yeah, And right. that only grew a few percent last year. Mm-hmm. Right. And we saw a huge, huge run up in COVID, right? Mm-hmm. When you had nothing else to do, let's so, so start a podcast. But with that 2.7 million podcasts, the ones that are active, right, mm-hmm. that have yeah. published in the last 30 days, there's 380,000 of them. Yeah. And you think about it, that's not a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And the other thing about, you know, uh, Figures never lie, but liars often figure. If you say where you are of all podcasts, well, 86% of podcasts are dead. 
Yeah. Right. Um, that's like that's like saying I'm the uh, I'm in the top seven percent of the fittest, most athletic um, people. Yeah, it's, it's true. But the only reason I can claim that is because 93 percent of the people are dead. Mm-hmm. Right. You shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't compare yourself to dead people, uh, at least at least not for looks, I think. Uh, so with that, um, I think it's important to to say is there still space for great podcasts? Yeah. Yes, right? Mm-hmm. Because actually last year, according to Rafonic, the number of live podcasts went down, right? Libsyn was talking about this same yep. thing. Rob the talks number about of, it a lot, yeah. Uh, the live active podcast is actually decreasing. But Edison Research will tell you that the number of listeners and the amount they're listening is increasing. Yeah. So what's that tell you? That the average amount of time that a good podcast gets, you know, of listeners is going up. So mm-hmm. that tells me, mm-hmm. do I want to be on a podcast? Right. Well, I want to be on a good podcast. Do I want to start a podcast? I want to start a good podcast, right? Yeah. So I think it's always that, that the competition um, is for the top, the good sections there. Yeah. And uh, that that really surprised me that uh, the number of podcasts that are active and live is going down. Yeah. And where we're really seeing the growth in new podcasts and new podcast listeners mm-hmm. is actually in the Spanish speaking market. So yeah. if you look at the countries yeah. this year that took off, oh, Mexico, Chile, Argentina, um, and it was one of the reasons that last year we we uh, launched Interview Valet Espanol, right? Mm. With 30 people, we've got six people on our team that are bilingual, and we, people keep kept asking for it, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's I'm glad you brought that up. Um, my listeners have heard me hammering on that before about the number of active podcasts. I mean, it's 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 one of the reasons I tell clients and potential clients, hey, if you can figure out a way to podcast weekly, that number drops even more, you know, to like, it's like 225,000 active podcasts in the last seven days, you know, like if you can get into that suite, you're not competing with a lot of other podcasts. So um, I, I, you've mentioned good podcasts and good quality um, several times. I, and and I also want to hear more about some of your ideas on digital marketing versus content marketing. Um, I like the quote that you shared about big fish don't swim into funnels and whales don't click. Right. Um, maybe you could say more about that because I think that relates to where the where are the clients that actually move the needle in terms of businesses and and how do you reach them? Why does content marketing work better for that? Yeah, and I think. The problem that we have is sometimes we'll take one data point mm-hmm. and apply that to everything. So if I'm selling a $10 product, right? Everything that works on that $10 product should work on a $10,000 product. Mm-hmm. And that's that's ridiculous and vice versa, right? So often the digital marketing is based on e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's high volume, um, low cost, and they can get a lot of data points and they can prove and show this is working. So often higher ticket relationship sales thinks, oh, I should do the same thing. And until you put yourself in the, the position, say if you're selling to a high level CEO, right? And you're trying to get in there for a six-figure consulting deal. Do you really think they're going to click on your tripwire product 
-hmm. buy it for $7 and be nurtured for the next six months until they come down to your funnel for a six-figure engagement. It's ridiculous, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that we've got to say, what market is it? What was the time in the market there? And can we learn anything from it? Mm -hmm. And uh, we had one client that came to us. And I remember I asked him, well, why do you want to be on podcast interviews? And I thought his answer was was striking to me. He said, I'm a high-level coach. I'm a high-level consultant here. Um, He said, for me, I see most of social media as the digital equivalent of advertising above urinals. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, everybody says you should be everywhere your clients are, right? My clients go into men's bathrooms, right? But I don't want to be seen there because it actually detracts from the sale. It will Mm -hmm. kill the sale more. And so instead of him doing, you know, more, 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 he's doing better, right? I want to do better appearances. I want to do better content. I want to have better conversations because I think everybody's gotten the, um, you know, when you're in a funnel. Yeah. Right. You you know when uh uh when you're being sold to mm-hmm. and people want to buy, they don't want to be sold to. Yeah. Uh and so I think if you can have that discussion, and the other thing that I'm pushing this year is better is better, more is not better, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's reaching out to me. We can get you more leads, we can get you uh more leads. Well, to me, leads are like Facebook likes, yeah. right? You can't do anything with them. Mm-hmm. I don't want more leads. I want people to hear me and self-select. If mm-hmm. I'm not good for them, that's fine. But if I am, then they come as as hot leads. You know, I don't want more sales, right? Mm-hmm. There's the old joke in, in Michigan uh, from the car companies. We're losing money on each car, but we'll make it up in volume, mm-hmm. right? Sales... Sales doesn't solve all problems, right? Great sales, ideal sales that are profitable, that bring you referral customers, that bring you more lifetime value. Those are the things. And I think if we can focus on that conversation as opposed, and the strategy behind that conversation, as opposed to just all the digital little tools, right? This little hack, that little hack, I can, I can, I can email now a billion people. Mm-hmm. Well, so, so can everyone else. And those billion people don't want to hear you, right? So why don't you have a meaningful conversation with your ideal customers? And I yeah. think that's that's really what podcasting does. Um, and I think if you look at where digital marketing is going, mm-hmm. it's more account-based marketing. It's very focused, even content, right? Yeah. There's that old thing, content is king. Yeah, but context is God. Right. You've got to make sure that um, what you're showing them is is spot on. Like the example you used before, just don't tell them, hey, come back and listen to my podcast. That's like mm-hmm. come back and, and and sign up for my newsletter. Right. Right. No, come back. Check out episode 127. We talk exactly about this. Mm-hmm. Or we've got a lot of clients that will use their interviews. Like uh, you were talking about a lawyer, right? If a lawyer was on a podcast and you know he's talking to somebody that's in the aerospace industry, well, he will take that interview that he did in the aerospace industry and he'll use that for clients that are in the aerospace industry. Right. So it's more context there. It mm-hmm. uh, takes more strategy and uh, uh, it's definitely more beneficial and, and more productive. Awesome. And I think that's like the perfect point to end on. I'm, I'm going to keep that that 
urinal quote in my mind forever now. <laughs> urinals are like advertising over urinals. It's like the the digital uh, social media. Um, but I, I want to get back to why I had you on today. How can people find out more about Interview Valet and specifically on how can they get the the 2023 state of podcast guesting report that you guys released today well my my team knows that every time i do a talk to them i've got a graph mm -hmm. i can't show the graphs on a podcast interview but if you want the complete report with all the graphs the numbers the trends how it's changed where podcast guesting has been and where it's going just come back to interview valet with a v dot com forward slash Danny and, and everything we talk about, I'll put there, uh, I'll put all my social media. So if you want to connect with me, um, uh, I always put a free copy of my book there, podcast guest profits, how to grow your business with the targeted interview strategy. Um, podcasting's a powerful tool, right? Whether or not you're a guest or a host, uh, what you say can change people's lives. So I always uh, encourage people stay strong because the world needs to hear you now more than ever. Awesome, Tom. I appreciate you being with me today. Thank you, Danny. <laughs>